my man has won seven. It's unbelievable. It truly no. is. It's unbelievable, it, isn't it, T? Oh, it is absolutely. Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks. He's not the greatest quarterback ever. Um, he's done it again, and honestly, he's ruined. In my opinion, he's ruined Bill Belichick's reputation. This evening is ruined. Look, I, wait, what? This evening is ruined. The whole evening is ruined. Why are you saying it like that? Saying what? I'm just pointing out the party's ruined. You know what? I'm not going to get sucked into this. It's unbelievable, and it just shows that Tom wasn't part of the system. Tom was the system. He was the system. He did it. And you know what? They should tell Bill Belichick, hey, you're a pretty good defensive coach. You were fired by the Browns. If it wasn't for that Correct. man, you would be nothing. I wouldn't and say he would be nothing, but he would not be – he wouldn't be revered like he is. Correct. I don't even think he, like, he's not even a Nick Saban level coach. I really don't think he is. I completely agree with you, buddy. And just, I'm just so happy for him. You know what's crazy, Taylor? He has more Super Bowl championships than any other franchise. Seven. So I'm believing him. And get this. This is another crazy stat. He has more Super Bowls than 18 combined teams in the NFL. Isn't that unbelievable? That 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 fact itself is almost unfathomable. Because you know, you've got like you've got programs, man, that have been wanting to win a, a Super Bowl for years, you know, and you got some dynasties like the Patriots. But they all have one thing in common. The ones who actually do have a dynasty, they have a dominant quarterback. But he is by far the most dominant any program has ever had. And I'm just so happy for him the man that he seems to be and the way he carries himself. And I just, I'm just thrilled for him. And I just really couldn't be happier for it to happen to anybody other, other than him, because he doesn't say anything to the media. That's controversial. He stays to himself. And I just, I just love watching him play and the intensity he plays with. Uh, He loves his kids too. And that's just one thing, you know, I really respect about him. And uh, if you ever, if you've seen that video, um, I mean, this kid asked him a, a question during an interview one time, and the kid said, "Hey, who's your, you know, your hero?" And it brought you know tears to Brady's eyes, and said it was, uh, you know, his dad. And it's just that heartwarming thing you get from Tom Brady. Well, it's just really that respect. thing where me and you are really close with Dad, and yeah. it just, and I think in the culture we live in today. The father figure's not there, and we were just so fortunate to have that. And to see a role model like him, and to show know, how it, much it really he loves is. his sons and his daughter, yeah. it's just incredible. And it really is. You know, the single mo- motherhood rate in 2021 is doing nothing but going up. And honestly, it's sad to see uh, families growing up without that father figure because they're missing you know, out on a lot. And right. uh, it's pretty evident that Tom Brady had a good one, and his kids do too. And that's part of definitely a part of his success because if you just look at his game in general, Tom Brady is not flashy. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not fast. He's got a good arm, but it's nothing you know crazy. He, he's just accurate, just a good quarterback. But he just does what he has to do. You know, it's just incredible to watch. And five days afterwards, and we're still in shock. Okay. I, I, it just was incredible. It was absolutely in- incredible, and. In- yeah, no doubt. In my opinion, though, the most unsung hero, um, too, besides Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski mainly, though. 
Right. Guys. Talking about the ultimate friends, you know. Like that dude said, I'm not playing for anybody but my quarterback. They were going to trade him to the Lions. They said, oh, 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 oh wait, I'm retiring. Awesome. It is awesome. And, you know, people don't talk yeah. about that enough. I think that me and you are so close that we love that. Like, I know one of my favorite movies is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because the whole movie is just how two guys really appreciate each other. And yeah, it's like a brother friendship. Your good friend, Cliff. I tried. Heartwarming, man. It's what it is. And that's what they have, honestly. Um, you know, Rob or Gronkowski, dude, I mean, he's one of those people who he's just an athlete. I mean, he's huge. Um, he didn't have to come back and play with Tom Brady. He could have been done, assuming he's done very well uh, with his money. So, I mean, he didn't have to do it. He just did it to pretty much help Tom Brady and just continue that legacy, man. And the other one, you know, Antonio Brown, I, dude, I know the dude's crazy. He's beyond nuts. Yeah. But if you just look at what the dude has gone through in some of the past two years, three years, at one point, in my opinion, he was probably the best wide receiver in the game. Um, and I know that probably was a couple of years right. ago. Still a great wide receiver at that, you know, and to come back and to, to settle everything, settle down a little bit and go help out Tom was a big thing for him. Um, so I really like Antonio Brown, too. So, Well, five days afterwards and we're still in shock. It's crazy. We got two guests coming on the show today. I'll let you guys know who they are in just a couple minutes. Up next is an Alabama alum. He is now part of the Chattanooga Red Wolves ticketing team, and he is a former host of the Smoke Show. My good friend, Ty Sparks. All right, my man, what did you think about the game? Not surprised at all. Tampa Bay by far had uh, the most overall talent, you know, across the board. And, you know, when you throw Brady into the into the mix, you know, maybe not from a talent perspective, but from a leadership perspective, the NFL. You know, I, I did know this, but I really just didn't recognize it. Did you know that he has more Super Bowls than any other franchise? Isn't that crazy? Well, I it, it is crazy, but when you think about the number that he has, you, you, you really put it into perspective how hard it is to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, and you know, so that, that makes it that much more impressive. Right. And I'll tell you another thing, I saw this today and I want to give credit who I saw it from, but anyways, did you know that he has more Super Bowls than 18 of the franchises in the NFL combined. Did you know that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's hard. To, I mean, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. It takes a near-perfect season for any organization, you know, to win, you know, three or four straight games, usually in freezing cold weather, a lot of the times on the road. And the fact that he won three games on the road um, and, and then ended in, in Tampa mm-hmm. in front of the home cutouts, Crazy. I mean, it, was a, it was storybook, man. You know, and I was, I was, and I was uh, excited for every bit of it. You know, I was so excited too, and I was excited for a lot of reasons. But what I wanted to ask you was, who do you think is the biggest loser out of this? You know, Pat, because he's probably never going to catch Brady now. Uh, Andy, who not only had a horrific, 
game plan. But, you know, his son's in that accident, which is terrible on it, you know, any part you look at it. Or Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, by far. Um, He's got to be so embarrassed, doesn't he? Well, you know, and I don't. I think Bruce Arian runs runs his mouth a little bit too much, but agreed. You know, a lot's coming out now about how you know the relationship between Belichick and Brady, and and it's really made Belichick look like a look like an asshole. And you know, I don't listen to or, you know, I do listen, but I don't take Cowherd's points to heart. But now, you know, he says that all those leaks were from Belichick from their camp about how Brady was washed up and how their pieces weren't that bad. Wow. And, you know, remember all this was coming out whenever Brady was saying he's going to leave. And, you know, and then before that, whenever he tried to get rid of him to let Jimmy Garoppolo start, it shows you his evaluation on talent is not good. Well, I, I don't know. Um, I was actually looking at uh, Jimmy's numbers today. And he's only had one full season. I mean, he's injury prone, which is terrible. Which is which is not what you want. But I mean, he had the he had the one season where he was twenty seven uh, touchdowns and thirteen picks and led you know was thirteen and three. Um, I don't know. I, I I would take a chance on Jimmy G if if I was the Patriots now. You know, and just a side note right here on Garoppolo, people. I guess some people still believe him. I don't know why. Rank the top four teams in the AFC West quarterbacks. Like rank those four because I think it's pretty simple. Well, I think two and three change on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the top is Russell Wilson, who may be out at Seattle, and wouldn't uh, you know if, if Dak doesn't come back, wouldn't mind seeing Russ suit up in. Uh, and some Cowboys gear. That would be unbelievable. But, um, yeah, Russ is the undisputed number one. I think Stafford and Murray could be two or three on any given day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Jimmy G is fourth, simply because he's not on the field. Right. I, you know, it, and people don't realize how important that is and how that could ruin a career. What's, that's what makes me nervous about Tua, too. You know, because we're obviously huge Tua fans. But I think something like he's missed 18 games in the past two years, something crazy. And it's like – Jimmy G? Yeah, Jimmy G, not Tua. Okay. And that's just pretty nuts, you know, thinking about 18 games. Getting back onto Tom, what did you think the changing point of the game was? You, you know, it was – I'm not sure if the, the deciding factor was the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, but no I don't really think, you know, I, I, there wasn't one moment or one play or one sequence that really uh, that really stood out. Maybe the pass interference on Tyran Matthew. Mm-hmm. Which that, was terrible. Which was terrible. Was borderline uh, uncatchable. Right. And probably wasn't pass interference. Even right. from a contact standpoint, right? Um, you know, because that put the bugs on the one, and, and they go in and score. And, you know, that moment, if there is one, uh, kind of stood out. But it was just a slow and steady domination. Well, well, side note on that, I don't know what the hell Romo is talking about on that first one. How is that not uncatchable? Mike Evans is six four, and it lands like five feet in front of him. Like that's a definite catchable ball. I don't know what he was looking at with that. But the one with Tyran and people want to say if that's uncatchable, I one hundred percent agree. I don't 
I, I don't think that was a catch from Waz, bad, uh, bad call. But, you know, I don't know if you saw this where Matthew, after the game, was, he either tweeted it or he said it where, you know, Tom said something ugly to me that I won't repeat, you know, and everybody thinks the worst with that. And then whenever he finds out that Tom was mic'd up and has been mic'd up every game this season, he immediately deletes a tweet. You know. Yeah. So, so have you heard how how this kind of how this ended? How this got squashed? No. Go ahead. Tell me. So, so Michael Michael Irving, who um, what whatever media outlet that he was NFL Network NFL Network had um, access to those. I think that yeah, they had access to those. Uh, audio sound pieces and he said he said he wasn't allowed to say but he said it wasn't the n-word right it, t- like it wasn't race i assume he called him because you're a bitch right and, and that's exactly what i thought you know just game and talk hey respect talk you know what i mean it, it did it did look kind of weird when brady ran up like ran, ran him down i thought that was very strange um and then the the personal or unsportsmanlike conduct penalties that that ultimately ensued mm-hmm. ensued were um a bad, yeah, just kind of a well, a weird and a weird look. It's just really bad in today's society, where you know people can just almost ruin somebody's career who's it just by a lie like that. And thank goodness Tom was mic'd up because you know I never would think Tom Brady would say that. That's the worst thing that you could ever call you know somebody. And I, I never thought he would say that. I just thought he said the game and stuff, like you said, like a bitch or something. I never thought he would ever say anything like that. So I really am happy that he's smart enough to mic himself up like that. Well, you know, nowadays anyone can accuse anybody of anything, and, and you're you're guilty until proven innocent. But Correct. I think the, the life that you lead and the character that you are leading up to those alleged incident, instances – Mm-hmm. Um, really sway the audience to to believe or to not believe. Tom Brady, the, I, I don't think anybody believed that he called Tyron Matthew the N word. Correct. Um, but Morgan Wallen, he's just a country redneck that acts out all the time. So when something like that goes down, you know, he 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 probably did. I mean, and you know, people def- you're, you're, you're less likely to, to feel sorry for him, and you're less likely. To um, give him the benefit of the doubt, but but and, Brady right. always gets the benefit of the doubt because, because he's, he is and the uh, ref. You know, you got people like Chad Johnson and Antonio Brown saying, you know, Tom Brady's not white; he's black. Exactly, you know? exactly. That, that that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they have a brotherhood, and there's no doubt about that because everybody loves Tom. Every one of his teammates. It's actually unbelievable. But you know, on that side note with Morgan Wallen. People trying to defend him, I don't really understand that. You know, you should never use that word ever, especially with a hard R, ever. Okay, you shouldn't use it ever, okay? And in my opinion, you shouldn't use it ever. But, you know, people wanting to crash his career, I think everybody should have a second chance. But Morgan, you know, is some redneck that, like you said, who's had multiple multiple problems. The COVID stuff didn't bother me. Let the dude go out in Tuscaloosa and hook up with some girls. He's just he's a he's a he's a reckless personality to you, begin with. You know, it's funny how they just don't have somebody in their ear, these guys that are worth millions, saying, 
please don't do that. Like, like, don't just stop. But I guess it's human nature. People can't sometimes. Well, it's it's not human nature to run around and say the N word. Um, now, right. now, it's unfortunate that he was at home. Correct. And he got called by the doorbell cam. Right. I mean that. I mean, for you know, that's that's unfortunate because. I've done stuff within my own home or within my own yard or within my own parking lot. That we aren't proud that, of. That I'm probably, you know, definitely not proud of. No, I'm not saying I was running around screaming the N-word, but whether it was mooning somebody or, you know, just stuff you do when you're not when, you, when you're drinking and not thinking right. right. So that, that part's unfortunate, but I'll go on the record and say this. Morgan Wallen has been my favorite uh, musical artist. You know, I've seen him in concert and... Mm-hmm. I get my hair cut like him. I love Morgan Wallen, but man, lost a, 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 a lot of respect for him. Right. Just because that's, that's, that's not how, that's not how you need to be. Right. Um, no, like that shouldn't be in your vocabulary as a, especially as yeah. a white man. That shouldn't be. In like, your I, like I slipped up and said it. Like I don't slip up and say that, uh, you know, Chinese words that I don't use ever. Right. That's a hundred percent right, man. But, Talking about Brady again, you know, I have a theory. You know, people want to throw out theories like Tyran did about he he called me something and all that kind of crap. You know, what if Tyran said something about his kids? I have no proof of that he said that or anything, but that could be a reason why Tom ran over there like a maniac and was about to kill him. Well, I I, th- I think Brady. Um, this was obviously an emotional emotional season and emotional game for him. Like you said. Because it, 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 is it Brady or is it Belichick? So he had something to prove. And I think he realized um, going into the game that Tyron Matthew was the leader on defense for them. And he's and he's kind of a uh, – He's a good player. emotional guy. Yeah. He, he wears his emotions on his on his shoulder um, in, in a good way. Um, yeah. So I think Brady said, I'm going to go after him. Yep. And obviously we all know that Matthew's not going to back down. And I think t- uh, Tom just got caught up in it. You know, there's always a bigger fish. Uh and there's always that guys, and the analogy is there's always guys that talk and always guys that talk, talk, talk. But whenever that dude comes along that will talk back that's better than you, I think that sometimes that guy will get real small. And I think Tyler Matthew after that got real small and real embarrassed. And Tom doesn't care. Like, he's the best player to ever do it. Well, but, I, you know, I, and this is my, my reaction when I saw it. This is my reaction when I saw it on TV live. I loved it. I was like, "Me too, man." Number one, I wish I could hear what they were saying. But you got two of the most um, charismatic guys on the field just going at each other, um, and I could all, you know, I, I couldn't even wait for what was going to happen next. And you know, lo and behold, Brady goes directly after Matthew and, and seals the deal with that that touchdown to AB. But I, I loved it, man. I, I don't think I, I don't think people trash talk enough these days. Uh, I I one hundred percent agree. And like like I, like I want LeBron to dunk on somebody, and uh, you, you know, and, and get right in his face and call him a motherfucker. Well, you know, here that's another thing, and I I one hundred percent agree with you. And I think football still has a lot of that, like you saw in the Super Bowl. And you know, I hate on LeBron a lot. I actually think LeBron's actually probably if I met him was a pretty nice guy, and. I think that's part of his problem. Not 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 a problem. That's just who he is. You know what I mean? I think the NBA is kind of, you know, the NBA and sports, they kind of follow the best player per se. 
a little bit and it's molded by that. Like Jordan was a killer. Like he's just a killer. And Bron's just a great player, you know. And well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to get into this. I feel like we could make an entire show's worth um, mm. of, of this content. Uh, what do you think about uh, the, uh, the the boat party, the boat parade this afternoon? That was awesome. Did you see him? Did you see them throw it back? I was like, they do not care, bro. Brady was plastered. Did you see that? Man, I I, I loved it. Uh, you know, I thought I thought I had. Um, the alcohol tolerance of a little girl, but man, <laughs> you know Brady. Uh, when Brady he, probably had three Michelobes and was you know about to fall over. That's what happens when about you look, tip into the tip into the bay. When you look as good as he does and eat as clean as he does, you got to have a low tolerance because I know he doesn't drink throughout the week. There's no way. Yeah, he's 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 handsome, man. What? All right, so tell me this: his uh, his his mug shot over the years when he was when he you know from age crazy, to crazy. I, I don't get it. He's had some jaw surgery. He's Brady, ha- I'm calling you out. You, you've had you've had a jaw restructure. People that think he has not had work, or a lot of these major athletes have work. Okay, you're stupid. If you don't think that he's tightened up his face, no, I I know he's lost a ton of weight. Like I I, I know he has, but his face is so tight on him. Like, dude, it, 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 he's had some type of surgery. I know he has. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, probably. If I, mean, I had that much money, I'd have a penis enlargement. Dude. <laughs> I mean, no shame. Dude, that's what I'm... Getting a little work done. Dude, I'm telling you, all of them do. Because Bron's had, I don't know how many hair transplants, and it can't seem to work. But still. But did you see this during the game? Okay. No, no, excuse me. The, the streaker, I know you saw the streaker, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you hear what came out today about that? Well, about him, him betting. Yes. So he in Vegas. I think he did it at Caesars. I'm not sure though. It was plus four fifty for a streaker to show up on television. Okay, he puts fifty thousand dollars. He says his life savings, and now. I don't even know what that comes out to plus seven fifty, but it's something crazy. I think it's three hundred thirty thousand dollars. I well, I I really find that hard to believe. Um, first of all, there hasn't been a credible uh, social source put that out there. It's all been reposts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people like that. I just I find it very hard to believe um, that Vegas, literally Vegas, if he did it, uh, you know, there mm-hmm. um, would, would let something like that happen. Because if somebody puts 50 grand on somebody to run onto the field, yeah, man. And, and then also when you find out the guy that made the bet is the guy that did it, oh, I'm getting my money, man. Isn't that some type of legal action? Isn't that? Yeah, that that's not. Isn't that's that not shaving happening. some way? I, I would think that's like, I know it's not shaving points, but I would think that's some type of repercussion. Well, it's the most insider information you can possibly have. <laughs> but. I just don't know how security now just can't stop somebody from doing that at the Super Bowl, like the number one event in the world. Well, I also heard that he got paid um, by this porn website to run out there. Trash websites. But, um, you know, they got on the screen at the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, let's move on to one other thing. Let's talk. We both, you know, went to UA. Both, you know, you finished up grad school. I'm in grad school now. What do you think about the team? This is the most excited I've ever been, okay, ever, from 
myself, and I'm excited every year because I love Alabama basketball. So what do you think about this team? Um, they they make a generally boring sport in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It, like I said, it's been, it's, been, it's been a fun season. Um, I, I think we have we have players with you know that can that can score. Um, they play hard, and you know, win or lose, that's worth that's worth the price of admission, and that's something that. Avery tried to coach Avery tried to do for us and mm-hmm. we never quite got there but um, hey man you told me something on a phone call the other day that was absolutely brilliant comparing how the SEC was with Grant compared to Avery can you let us know that what you told me the other day was yeah well I, you know this I, I love coach Avery he was I, uh, I he did was too man. um and it really irritates me when I see a lot of Alabama fans, you know, get on to him like thankful for Oates, right? Um, and think that, and think this is all Oates doing. No, 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 no. Coach Avery laid the foundation. The reason he didn't have the success, or the reason that he's compared to Anthony Grant, is, um, you know, when Grant was in uh, was coaching for um, was coaching for Bama, mm-hmm. the SEC was awful. Terrible, and he and he couldn't consistently get to the tournament. Getting two um, two or three teams in every year, and that's all all the right, SEC right. get. Very very poor uh, conference play. Correct. Um, and then when, when Coach Avery comes in, the SEC automatically, you know, Ben Howlin, uh got hired by Mississippi State. You know, um, Kermit Davis at, at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Like you got like some renowned uh, guys coming into coaching the league that uh, otherwise we had had a. Um, what's the guy from Missouri? Oh, um, I, I was I was literally trying to think of his name. Oh my gosh, it's not Davis, but uh, that's Kermit. But, uh, yeah, just 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 plethora of, of of great coaches and Rick Barnes at Tennessee. They all came in at the same at the same time. Correct. Uh, Bruce and Pearl. Although Avery mm-hmm. was was winning with Bruce Pearl at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know, even though Avery was winning eighteen or nineteen games. He had better teams and better talent, much better teams and much better talent than Grant had. Um, Correct. So I think that was the difference there. Although their records were similar and they couldn't consistently get to the tournament, um, but, uh, but yeah, Oates, Oates is kind of you know it's very similar to the Mark Jackson um, Warrior Fire relationship, right? You right. know, uh, Jackson laid the foundation, uh, got some of the talent there. And then when Steve Kerr took over, just went to a whole another level. And I think that's what that's a good comparison to how Oates has approached it. And listen, for everybody out there listening right now, I am not saying Herb Jones is not a good player. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying right now, while he's hurt, he's not very good. In both away games, he's turned it over at least four times. Okay, and he's not he's not our point guard. You don't you can't be doing that. And it's obvious he's hurt right now, but even when he's healthy, he's not an NBA guy. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that. Like I'm so tired of hearing about it. What do you think about Herb? Well, I mean, you you can't give Herb enough credit. I mean, he's a four year guy. That Correct. Put it on the line uh, year in and year out. But when you talk about NBA uh, players. Um, her, her. If you're talking about NBA players, you have to be able to create your own shot. You have to be able to score uh, with the ball in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't do that very well. He's a full, he's he's a full steam ahead kind of scorer, 
and he can knock down a you know an outside shot when he's unguarded. That's you know when people say, "Oh, he's better than John," I'm like, "Do you guys watch the games? Like, do y'all pay attention to how much how much harder people guard John than John Petty than Herb? John Petty's obviously the the best player. He's just as good as a rebounder. People think Herb's a better rebounder. He's not, and just as good a facilitator. So I really think that's a dumb argument. Well, yeah, I mean, no, John John Petty is the, the most important player and probably the only NBA player, uh, other than other than Josh uh, Primo. Um, but Pat Petty will will get an opportunity to play uh, in the NBA because, like I said, he can score uh, with defenders draped all over him. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know running around a screen, um, just elevating above the defender. I don't. I can. Tell you how many times I've seen that. Um, and he's got good size, and he rebounds. Um, so, you know, I, I love John Petty, and I love what Herb has done, but he's he's not a guy that will make it in the, in the NBA. All right, last three questions. How far does Alabama go in the tournament? Who wins the tournament? And who do you think is in the NBA Finals? I know it's early, but I just want to hear what you have to say. Um, well, it, uh, NCAA tournament all depends on the draw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I, I – I, Think Alabama's a top twenty team. Agreed. Um, I think Alabama's a top twenty team, and depending on the draw, I mean, yeah, you could see them in the Elite Eight. They're not going to make it to the Final Four, but I, uh, you know, uh-huh. they're probably they're they're probably as good as the Kennedy Winston led team in two thousand uh, two thousand five. I um, completely agree, and I'll say this to add on to that: we don't make it to the Sweet Sixteen without Jordan Bruner because a team like Oklahoma. Is going to come in there, and they're just more physical on us right now. <coughs> Excuse me, and it's just going to be really tough for us. Well, it's a shame that um, Alex Tachico didn't play with us this year with the torn Achilles in the preseason, right. um, because he he's a difference maker, and uh, you know he can get in there and get boards and get putbacks and hit his free throws. Something that we you know. I've watched Alabama basketball for 20 years, and we've never been able to hit free throws. Yeah, we were Um, 17 for 20 last night was as good as it gets. I mean, that's as good as it gets. And we needed every one of them to win. We're not playing very well right now. We're not. We're not playing very well. We've got to get to another pace. But, hey, you don't want to peak right now. I think we may have early in the year. But let's see. You know, maybe we can regenerate some of that. Um, in NBA Finals, um, I mean, the Lakers and, and the Brooklyn Nets um, really? are far and away the two best teams in the NBA right now. You think so? Yes. Wow. Um, the Lakers uh, are, are definitely the best team in uh, the West. Yeah, I mean, and, and the East is, is I, I think, the Nets and everybody else. Right. Well, all right, my friend. I really appreciate you coming on, buddy. You know, we did the Smoke Show together college together best buddies you know i always appreciate you coming on the show always enjoy i just want to give a quick shout out to bailey blanchard at the university of west alabama um uh, gearing up for his senior year and making a push towards some all-time uh school records uh so y'all keep tabs on uh, Bebe blanchard down in livingston well, we're all rooting for that most uh, probably the best career from our hometown of Piedmont and just an unbelievable guy and hopefully he can make it to the next level. 
All right, my man. I appreciate you. Time to take a guy out. Up next, a Jackson State videographer and a lifelong friend of mine, Grayson Ingram. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's... But... Where a day afterwards, what did you think the turning point of the game was? I would say right before halftime uh, when Tom Brady and them marched on the field and got that score. I don't know why the Chiefs called that timeout either. Gave them more time. I mean, it just really gave them the chance to go and get those points. I, I don't get that. I, you know, I love Andy Reid. I, I do. I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand. I understand the first timeout, but then – to call another one when it's third and two on the forty, what are you doing, bro? It's thirteen yeah, to six. It's just not good game management there. I mean, I mean, what do we know? But also, I mean, we were watching the game and we do know. And all can't call that timeout right there. And all these stupid ass Chiefs fans that say, you know, oh look at this flag, look at that flag or whatever. I just go get so sick of hearing that. The one on Mike Evans was obvious, okay? I mean that was so obvious. But the Tony Romo saying it was uncatchable. How can you say that uh Mike Evans isn't gonna catch that ball? A six five, like what are you talking about, you Tony? Reach out and just die for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean ne- Tony Romo is one of my personal favorite analysts for in the NFL, but I mean I I didn't understand that. I really thought that ball was catchable. It it was a Absolutely stupid take. And then, okay, that's fine if they want to say the one in the back of the end zone when Matthew is covering him or whatever, but, you know, that's whatever. But it just made me so happy how Tom just literally went after his tail. Like, that just made me so freaking happy, dude. I know that makes you happy. I mean, going back to 2011, the Honey Badger, Brian Denny Stadium doing that to Alabama, you know, what? Who did he get that personal foul on? Uh, Marquise Mays in that game mm-hmm. in 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember that? But, dude, it, and it's not just that because he's a great player. He's a great player, okay? He is. But you're going to, you know, say something to the, the GOAT? Are you kidding me? In that type of game, you expect Tom not to say anything back? Like, Well, I thought it was awesome how Tom came back to him. Like, a lot of people – Chased his ass down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was looking on Twitter. A lot of people said they had never really seen that out of Tom before. I mean, we all know he's got that mentality, but that's why I, he's, I mean, he re- he really went at it. I mean, I think he hurt Tyron Matthews' feelings too. Well, I mean, just and for Tyron after the game to say he said something to me, and then he immediately you know deletes a tweet whenever he finds out Tom was mic'd up, and Tom obviously didn't say that, and he's going to be be called a liar. You know, it's just one of those things because racism is a very real and terrible thing, and for, you know, somebody to abuse that is just terrible. Yeah, see, I didn't even know he had deleted that tweet, but I figured it was going to be mic'd up on the field. Uh, so I, was, I really want to see what, if they're going to release what was said, but I, don't, I doubt they will. How smart is Tom to literally 
no, okay. And they said he's done this all year. He's mic'd himself up. I don't know. It's probably been in previous years, too. He's mic'd himself up every single game. And I know in the back of his head that has to be a reason why. Because he would never say anything like that. No, uh, something was motivated behind that. 100%. Yeah, I mean, just so stupid. So stupid. Well, somebody asked me this today. They said, who's the bigger loser in the game? Is it Pat, knowing he can't catch him probably anymore? Is it Andy, because the game plan was horrible? Or was it Bill Belichick? I think if you're going legacy-wise, well, if you're going to say legacy-wise, you can say Pat Mahomes and Bill Belichick. But I still think Bill Belichick is a good coach, and, I mean, it, he accounts for a lot for all the Super Bowls too. I mean, Tom Brady's right there with him. But if we're gonna go legacy wise, I'll, I'll go Pat Mahomes because I don't think he'll catch Tom. I mean, you got to think about what goes into the NFL season. You got to have luck with uh, not having injuries, uh, just be able to sustain all that, uh, keeping players healthy, keeping players signed. I mean, what the Patriots were to pull off for those twenty years, I, we will never see that again in football. I don't believe, but. Well, Chiefs and Pat Mahomes are the closest thing to it, if if you wanted to compare. You know, here are the facts. Is Bill a great defensive coach? Yes. Okay, yes. he is. He is. Is he a total prick? Yeah, he is too. And for him to have the arrogance, you know, to try to push Tom out whenever Garoppolo is there, and for him just – for them not to do everything in their power to keep him, I don't get that, number one. I know he's old, but I don't care. He's won his six championships. And, you know, reports leaking that they think they do it with somebody else. It just made me so happy to see them go 7-9 and nine and Tom win it this year. It just made me so happy to know that, you know, people thought Tom was a system guy. No, Tom is the system. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing your tweet after the Green Bay game uh, saying <laughs> you took the 7-9 and nine team to the Super Bowl, which, I mean, I, I mean, that is crazy. But I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast. He was talking about how, I mean, they've been – you know, kind of middle tier in the NFL, so they've been able to get some good draft picks, kind of stock up on the defense. But i tell you one thing. I wish Quan Alexander would have still been on the team. That would have been cool <laughs> Oxford guy win the Super Bowl. But he was in the Super Bowl last year. I was thinking about that same thing. Uh, and, you know, it's funny how all those – how what shows you how much better the Bucks general management is than the Patriots because the Patriots – obviously Bill Belichick I think is the worst general manager in the NFL – uh, he just had the greatest player of all time. Uh, I mean, just look at, you know, what Tom had around in the last two years. But those fast little linebackers, they, you know, have drafted like Levante David, Quan Alexander, Devin White. I mean, is there a better linebacker tandem than Devin White and Levante David? I don't think so. I mean, they're, they are athletic. They're quick. I mean, they were – uh, they were covering Kelsey like it was nothing. I mean, that was it was incredible to see what they were doing on the defensive side. But give credit to Todd Bowles too. I was just really, about to say that. Yes, I mean he, he was he was put on the show. Uh, give him, let him be a coach, a head coach somewhere else, not name the Jets, and I think they'll be successful, somewhat I, successful. We'll see. No, I I hundred percent agree. It's all about if you have a quarterback or not. If you want to be successful as a head coach, I mean Bruce Arians got seven and nine with Jameis. He wins the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. You know. Uh, it's just about who you have back there playing quarterback. And 
you know, I just don't I don't see Belichick ever getting back in that game again. And get back to the original question, I just don't I really don't see him ever making any noise at all because how hard it is to know that you know, get another quarterback. It's just it's really difficult. So what I'm gathering here is I already knew you're pro Tom. Mm-hmm. You may be a little anti Bill. Uh more than anti. I cannot stand him. Cannot stand really? cannot stand him, dude. And I'm somebody who's fair and I respect I mean, I feel like I respect everybody, but or you know, everybody who, you know, I've came in contact with and obviously I've never met Bill, but I respect what he did and I respect that he won those championships, but I just think he rode a little bit of the coattails, especially for the last whatever, a couple of years, you know, people I think it became a little more evident in uh, the last Super Bowl that they won yes. the Rams. I mean, they did not really have a lot of talent on the offensive side, and Tom really showed what he had. I mean, how, that, that was an impressive uh, impressive season by Tom that year, how, and, and by the whole Patriots team. Yeah. How about the year before? Uh, I think it was the year before when Nick Foles, you know, I think throws for 545 on Belichick's defense. Yeah, and Tom quarterback comes in. Yeah, and Tom throws for five oh five and you yeah. don't win the game. How how's that not possible in the NFL? That's still one of the craziest games of all time. Did you see the ratings for the game, by the way? Uh I did see where they were down. I didn't see like the actual numbers, but I saw like, a lot of people talking about it. But I mean, to be honest with you, I could care less about the ratings. Uh I mean I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed watching Tom win. That's the same. I have the same mentality. Whenever people say they're going to boycott for this reason and that reason, I'm never going to boycott sports that I love, no matter what they do. No, or, me either. I mean, it's what I enjoy watching it. I mean, I, a lot of people uh, quit watching like the NBA and stuff. I mean, I'm going to still watch the NBA. I mean, it's my favorite sport to watch, and I love keeping up with it. So I mean, I'm I, not going to stop watching it. Well, obviously, the NFL is my favorite sport. I love college football too, but. You know, college football is not nearly as important to me now than as the NFL is because it's just, it's a better product. Whenever you watch it, yeah. it's just better. Uh, Alabama and Clemson have just absolutely dominated. When you dominate recruiting for 10 years, there's only four teams that can win it, man. Really yeah. three. Throw in Georgia in there. Uh, I don't think Oklahoma really ever has a shot. Um and then people always will throw in Ohio State. Well, they've won a national championship, so, I mean, you got to give them their credit. But, I mean, I really just think it comes down to Alabama and Clemson now. And, I mean, you might have a wild card team here and there, but that's about it. I mean, it's pretty, it's very top-heavy, and I think there should be a playoff expansion to eight teams. I agree. But uh, getting back on basketball, or moving toward basketball, excuse me, Bama had a big win tonight. They moved to 16-5. But I am worried about how the team's playing. Did you watch the game tonight? I did not catch the game tonight, but I did watch the uh, the end of the game uh, against South Carolina the other day. Um, I am a little worried. The shooting's been down just a little bit, but Herb Jones has got to get back in his uh, rhythm. Uh, yes. Start finishing at the rim again. But, I mean, I think they're going to come around. I think they're going to be a very hard team to put out in the tournament. I mean, it's a one-game deal, and – if they, you know, 
you know how Alabama basketball can be. I mean, they yes. they can they can break a heart sometimes, but I mean, I think they have a real good shot to go far in the in the. Well, I think you just nailed it because here's the thing. Either you have to bench her because he's hurt or you have to tell him, man, you got to play better. Because Which I saw where Oates was talking about her being out tonight. Did he sit out? He, no, he played, and he did not He did not play good. I know people look at the stat line, and they think if somebody played well or if they did not play well. I think he had zero points, five rebounds, six assists. Or people are like, oh, he had five rebounds, six assists. Yeah, he had five turnovers. Like, and he fouled out, and he's not getting – we need him to be an eight-rebound guy. You know, at, I mean, by far and away, JP's playing the best for Alabama basketball right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's not even close. It's awesome. It's awesome watching him play, though. Well, dude, it's crazy. You know, in high school, you know, me and you at Piedmont, we, I don't know if you want me or not, but watching him play at J.O. Johnson, it's kind of crazy. No, yeah, I was at that game, and then when you get home, or not even when you get home, when you get out of the game, and you look on Twitter and you see all the people mm-hmm. tweeting his dunks and all that. I mean, it was unreal. I, I became a fan then. I mean, he, he struggled a little bit when he first got to Alabama, but I mean, he has stuck it through. And I think he'll be. I think he's going to be an NBA draft pick. I he, I think I think he's a he, first rounder. He he's the prototype NBA player, like wing player that you'd want now. A three a three and D guy that can go and get you your threes, and he can play on the other uh, end of the floor. I mean, he's only going to get better, in my opinion, if he stays healthy. I appreciate you saying that because people think that Herb's going to be a draft pick, especially in the first round. Let me assure everybody out there that's listening, that's not going to happen. Okay, I'm just telling you right now, Herb doesn't shoot well enough. He's not – I mean, he's got – I think he's 6'6", 6'7". Like, if you're 6'6", or 6'7", in the NBA, you got to shoot the ball. And yeah. it's not going to happen. I, I'm I, I'm sorry. He's not going to play the one or the two. He doesn't shoot it well enough, and he's not big enough to be a three or a four. Or it's you know, and he's skinny as a rail too. But you know, everybody out there think that he's going to play at the next level. I do not see that at all. I wouldn't completely count it out. I don't think he's a first round pick. Uh, definitely not a lottery pick. But I mean. Uh... His mechanics on the shooting, I don't think it's there either. But I did watch him go ISO in the Oklahoma game when they uh, in the game that they lost on that Saturday, and I, mean, I was a little impressed what he did when they got him an ISO. But I mean, still, you got to have that jump shot when you want to get translated to the NBA game. So right. Well, uh, one last thing, and I'll let you go. Has Tom Brady passed Michael Jordan as the greatest American athlete of all time? Uh, I would have to say he, he's. I see it all over the place, and Skip and everybody saying it, and it's just so hard to decide that because I don't know either. I mean, I could go watch the Last Dance now, and I'm going to tell you it's Michael Jordan, or I could uh, rewatch Tom Brady against the Falcons in 2016. I'm going to tell you it's Tom Brady. I mean, it's really a toss up. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't. I don't even know what I'd tell you. What I would tell people is the three most dominant athletes to ever walk the earth, not counting Bill Russell and them. I don't know anything that happened in the 50s, dog. But in modern era, it's got to be Tiger Woods, uh, Michael Jordan. Excuse me. Yeah, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and Tom Brady. I mean, I think that's the three most dominant athletes of all time. I'm going to throw you another wild card out there. 
I really, I don't even think it's a wild card, but Michael Phelps. I think he's oh uh, yeah one of the greatest athletes of all time. I mean, dominated the Olympics. oh yeah. I, now, now, if we're not doing the the major sports, Michael Phelps, Sean White, uh, who's crazy too, by the way. But yeah, I, I think Michael Phelps owns that. Yeah, one hundred percent. He he's one of my top favorite athletes. I've always loved Michael Phelps. Yeah. All right, buddy. I appreciate you coming on. I'm uh. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for tuning into the podcast to listen to Taylor and I. We'll be on weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Good day, good evening, and good night. Mm-hmm.